0: Today, as you can see by the title, we are talking about 10 reasons why you could be not dropping fat and toning up. This episode is just going to be short, sweet, to the point, so let's just jump straight in. So, number one is sticking to a 1200 calorie diet for three months or more. And this is this whole thing about people eating 1,200 calories. Like you see it all the time, the classic 1,200-calorie diet, right? Like 1,200 calories is a quite a big calorie deficit for a lot of people, especially if you're an active female training more than four times a week, right? 1,200 calories is really, really low. And the biggest problem that I see with this more often than not, i talking to my active babes here, is that – 1200 calories is often not enough to cover your metabolic needs. Yes, if you're a small human and you're not doing much exercise, then yeah, maybe 1200 calories could be appropriate, but that is a very small population of people, right? And this is why it's really important to understand energy expenditure and how many calories you're actually burning in a day. And I know I have this conversation so a lot with a lot of my clients in terms of, oh, I'm only burning calories when I'm moving around or when I'm doing exercise. But the thing is, is that you're burning calories sitting there doing nothing. You're burning calories sleeping. You're burning calories sitting down and watching TV. Because the thing is, is that 70% of your total calories that you burn in the day is coming from your basal metabolic rate. And what that is, it's literally just your metabolic processes that keep you alive. And then for an average female's metabolism, that's sitting somewhere between 1200 and 1400 calories, right? And the problem lies is that when we eat underneath our basal metabolic needs, right? That's not enough food for us to function, Because when you think about it, it's like, okay, cool. Your metabolism is burning 70%. Then you put on your NEAT and then you put on your thermic effect of food and then you put on your exercise energy out. There's a lot of calories there that are not being compensated with food. And this is the explanation of like why people are losing their periods. It's because they're not eating enough to cover their metabolic needs. There's other reasons why people are losing their period as well, and that's just being in that low state of energy availability. And if you want to learn more about that, go to my hypothalamic amenorrhea podcast because I break it all down there of what it is how to get your period back if that is what your diagnosis is. Anyway, we divert. But that's what I'm just saying is that the importance to understand that eating underneath your metabolism is not healthy for your body and it's not going to result in weight loss. Yes, initially it absolutely will if you're doing it correctly and you are sticking to those calories. However, there's going to be a point in time where metabolic adaptation occurs. It's a natural process. And what happens is as well as metabolic adaptation, what also happens is that your energy levels drop dramatically. And because of that energy, that has a massive impact on your NEAT, and as soon as you start doing less movement, it's going to cause a plateau in your weight loss. And that's the thing; it's like a lot of the time people don't realize it that they're actually moving around less. So it's like you feel like you're doing all the things, but like you're because your NEAT has dropped, because your energy is so low, because you're not you're eating such low calories, is then you hit these weight loss plateaus right? And the problem is is that people stay at these low calories for a really long period of time. And that's the problem, right? Is that you can't be in a calorie deficit forever. And that's why it takes time to change your body composition because you need to cycle through a deficit. Then once, you know, you reach this plateau, you need to either break through it with more exercise or lowering your calories again. But all the time, if you're already eating 1200 calories, there's nowhere to go, but to come back up to maintenance and have a break right? And then what we do is a fat loss phase again, and then we maintenance again. Fat loss phase and maintenance. And that's how it works. So if you're a person that is constantly trying to stick to these low calories for like, you know, more than six months, then this is absolutely one of the reasons why you will be stuck. And like the other thing that I really need to speak to on this point is that like, you know, staying on these calories for a really long period of time is often one of the biggest reasons why people are losing control around food. Constantly eating 1,200 calories for over three months, it's impacting binge restrict cycles. Restriction fuels obsession, right? And this is not just like necessary binge restricting as well. This is like mental restriction on like, oh, I can't have those foods because it's too high of calories. And then when you start allowing yourself to eat them, you then overeat these foods because all of a sudden you're already allowed to have them. So... That's number one is eating 1,200 calories that is causing, you know, metabolic adaptation, chronic low energy availability states and often binge restrict cycles. Okay. The other piece I wanted to speak to this is if your goal, because today we're talking about reasons why you're not dropping fat and toning up, is that like constantly eating these 1,200 calories is not going to lead to muscle definition in your body. In order to tone up, you need to build muscle, plain and simple. So many people come to me and they're like, oh, yeah, I want to lose weight. And I'm like, mm, you don't really have that much body fat. I think you need to build muscle so that you get that tone physique. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you need to focus on like body recomping in terms of building muscle and losing fat. And if you're constantly eating 1200 calories, you are not going to build any muscle. To build muscle, you want to think about it as like Lego blocks. Right? In order to get a bigger tower, you need more blocks to make that happen. And you think about food as those Lego blocks. If you're not eating enough food to make new blocks, like constantly bringing new food in and eating more food to make the tower bigger, how are the muscles ever going to develop? And this ties really nicely into reason 2 is focusing on super super high reps and low load exercise. And this is the thing, right, like in order to get hypertrophic responses in terms of building muscle again, because that's what we're trying to do when we're trying to body recomp, we need more muscle, we need less fat, is intensity. Intensity is a massive driver for progression in changing our body composition in terms of hypertrophy right? And if you're doing an exercise, like think about it like this. The goal of the exercise is to be training close to failure. So that's muscular failure, not huffy and puffy. So you want your leg, say you're doing, you know, a leg extension, you want your leg to be, you know, freaking working. You want to feel that quad muscle, right? And if you're doing body weight squats with maybe like two kilo, five kilo kettlebell in your hand versus a back squat, then, okay, you need to hit that eight out of 10 intensity. How many reps of the back squat do you think you'll need to do? And how many reps of the goblet five kilo squat do you reckon you're going to have to do? Right. And a lot of people are not training close to failure. Like they think that they are, but they've probably got like another 10 reps in them. So it's like, you'll be doing like like 50 reps of those squats, of those five kilo squats versus eight reps of those 40 kilo squats. Right. Like, Who doesn't want to, you know, get it in, get it done and then move on (laughs) in comparison to sitting there and doing like 50 reps three times versus three reps of eight. Like, you know, we're here for efficiency. We're here for time. Like we're here for like we want to get shit done. Like we've got other things in our life that we want to focus on. The other thing with the high reps and the low load is that, yes, it's really good for creating metabolic stress in the muscles but it's not so good for creating mechanical tension so in order to grow your muscles in order to nail muscle hypertrophy there is two ways of doing that the first one is metabolic stress the second is mechanical tension and we need both of those to get the best result with building muscle and the best way to get your mechanical tension is through lower reps higher weight exercises. And these are anything from between eight and like, you can even go to 30 reps, right? Like we can go up to those high ranges as long as we're training to close to muscular fatigue, but it's really important that we're considering that as well. The next reason why is eating to soothe emotions, emotional eating. And I have such a compassionate lens with this one because dealing with emotions is really challenging and that is something that I'm still working on every single day. And I used to be an emotional eater. My trigger was anger. Anytime I would have an argument with my partner, Niels, I would go straight to the cupboard and go to chocolate like each and every single time. And that's it. It's that any time that we're eating when we're not necessarily hungry, but we're eating to soothe ourselves, to get that dopamine hit, to calm ourselves down, it's when we're going to run into trouble. And it's a really important thing to unpack and talk about and just bring awareness to is because I know for a fact that so many people are struggling with it and it is really hard. It absolutely is. But it's like, sometimes we're just not aware of like that's actually one of the reasons why it's really impacting our results because I say this all the time to my clients and that's why I really always focus before I do any sort of fat loss phase is like really focusing on building a healthy relationship with food. You see food as fuel and it's not a thing to make you feel better, it's not a thing to you know, soothe those emotions. It's about, you know, eating what you feel like and eating for satisfaction and making sure that you're allowing everything. So you don't have any like, you know, restrictions or food rules because it's just that, right. And it's, it's so important to have all these things. If you want to change your body composition, because like, if you don't and you achieve it in not a sustainable way, then it's not going to last. So that's why I wanted to speak to that piece of like, that's why it's important to heal this emotional eating before you even think about trying to do a fat loss phase is because like all these things like building a healthy relationship with food and dieting are not done at the same time building a healthy relationship with food is eating at maintenance galleries and you're eating at maintenance galleries until you feel comfortable confident and in control then once you feel confident and like you know you're not relying on food to going out and losing control all this time is then when you can even consider thinking about doing a fat loss phase So that's why I just wanted to speak to that because it's really, really important to do that first. The next reason why is you could not be tracking accurately. And that's the thing, like tracking is absolutely a skill. And there is research that's shown that even dietitians don't accurately track when they are tracking. Like me, myself, my tracking is absolutely not perfect. And I know that because that's the thing. It's like, if a food is cooked or if it is raw and you put it in, it's going to be different calories when you put it in, right? And if you're not aware of that, if you're just putting in chicken and you're not accounting for if it's cooked or raw, it's not going to be accurate. And then, of course, the other thing of like when you're going out and you're not, you know, accurately putting in everything. And then then there's also an element of self-honesty. It's like... You know, you go to a birthday party and you eat a piece of cake and you're like, oh, she'll be right. I'm not going to track it. You know, that all those small things eventually absolutely do add up, right? And you think that you're doing all these things and working so hard, but actually you're not putting your data in correctly and it's giving you a skewed result. So that's why it's really important to learn the skill of tracking. the other thing I wanted to say, this is like measurements, using cups and tablespoons versus grams, right? It's going to play at such a big impact because like you could put a tablespoon of peanut butter, but it could be equivalent to two tablespoons (laughs) because of the size of the spoonful. You know what I'm saying? So that's it. It's like, I'm not here for perfection. Absolutely not. But if you're not um, equipped with the skills and the knowledge in terms of like how to actually track accurately, this absolutely could be a reason why you're not seeing results. The next one is, I love to talk about this because I see it all the time, is that number five is you're focusing on weight loss. So your exercise is all about burning calories. I'm just going to quickly or briefly sum this one up because there's so I've done so many episodes in on this piece, but I just always need to reiterate the message in terms of if you are right, like picture this, two people are doing a calorie deficit, exactly the same percentage of calorie deficit. So they're eating You know, the same calorie, they're both in a calorie deficit. One person decides to do cardio. One person decides to do resistance training. The person who chooses cardio, what will happen is they will lose weight in the form of body fat and muscle. The person who decided to resistance train, they will lose weight in the form of body fat only in hopes, of course, it's not going to be perfect, and maintain their lean muscle. And that's the thing, right? Like focusing on calories alone and cardio is going to reduce lose weight, whereas macros resistance training is going to result in dropping body fat. And that's the difference and that's where so many people are going wrong is because they're constantly focusing on weight loss and trying to just burn heaps of calories to get that number lower to create the calorie deficit. But that's actually the mistake that's holding them back and often a lot of people who are stuck in the skinny fat cycle are doing that because, you know, you're just losing weight and you're just putting it back on and your body composition is not necessarily changing. Where in comparison, if you have enough protein and you're resistance training, you're going to maintain that lean muscle so then you drop body fat. Okay, super, super thing for everyone to understand. So number six is you track for like maybe three days, maybe you track for a week, and then you say to yourself, "Well, fuck, I don't want to do this. I can't be fucked. And I'm talking to this piece as coming from like a non-disciplined, non-committal sort of way. And like learning how to track your food is hard, right? Like it, it does require a level of discipline and it does require a level of commitment. And with this, I'm not saying that you have to track in order to see results. You absolutely don't. You can, you know, learn about portion sizes and follow like a flexible meal plan written by someone or learn like what sort of calorie deficit for you portion sizes look like and then look for maintenance. Like so many of my clients don't track and, and some do, but it's, it's that mentality of I can't be bothered. Like, oh, I don't want to spend, you know, 10 minutes of my day entering my food because I just can't be bothered. And this is where that the kick up the bum comes in from a little bit, of course, with love and compassion, because it's like, well, if you really want to see a result, then but you're not willing to put in the effort for it, then you're not going to get it, right? And that's the thing. Like, If it was easy, then everyone would be like super ripped and super, you know, look so amazing. But it requires discipline. It requires a solid mindset and it requires consistency in order to get it. So that piece is, it's literally right. Like it's, it's not necessarily like the tracking. It's just the lack of consistency that you're willing to put in to get there. Number seven is this one's close to my heart because I used to do this. This is one of the reasons why I personally never got, to, didn't see results for such a long time. And that's because is you compensate with your nutritional exercise if you get triggered by bad body image. So what I mean by this, like you put a piece of clothing on and it feels tight. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to skip breakfast. Or it's, you look in the mirror and you're like, Oh, I don't like what my stomach looks like today. I'm going to go for a run. Right. The biggest problem with this is that these behaviors are leading to under eating and over exercising. And what happens is when we undereat under and we over exercise is that we don't lean out and we don't tone up because for so many multiple reasons in terms of our energy drops, we're fatigued, we're irritable, we just can't be bothered, we lose motivation, we are not fueling our bodies correctly with enough of the macronutrients so our body composition is not necessarily changing. We're not recovering properly because we're doing this extra exercise into our routine and therefore we lack the recovery element and therefore, again, our body's not changing, right? So it's like... It's these reactive compensatory mechanisms that are actually stopping us from reaching our goal when we feel like it's a thing that we actually have to do and it's really the opposite. And like a big thing on this one, it's like that compensatory mechanism is one of the reasons why people get stuck in the binge restrict cycle and up always eating out maintenance calories regardless of how good they are or regardless of how clean they eat. It's because, because they're so restrictive, they end up binging and then back at square one, which ties nextly so nicely into number eight, the classic, fuck it, it's the weekend. I'm going to start on Monday. And there are so many issues with this start again on Monday. The first one being, right, it's like, it's a binge restrict. That's all the the clean eating and fuck it on Monday. So therefore you're eating all those extra calories on the weekend. You're going to make up for it. Hence the reason why you're not losing fat. The second thing is, in this is like any time we're like, we're going to tell ourselves that we are going to be good tomorrow. What happens on that day? Often we eat more than what we normally would. Often we're like, oh, I'm going to be good tomorrow. So I'm going to eat extra today. When in reality, that is just moving us further away from our goal because we're still eating all the food that could have been spaced out easily across the week. But instead we're eating in that one day before we start, right? Right. And it's so funny and I used to do this classic. Oh my God, we have a family barbecue that happens every Sunday night and there's a cheese butter. (laughs) And I would get to Sunday afternoon every time and be like, oh, I'm going to be so good tomorrow. So that means I can just eat all this cheese board. (laughs) So of course, overeating what I normally, like what I would do now and therefore like compensate for this restriction that I was going to do the next days and be stuck in that cycle. It's like, You could either, you know, do it like that, binge restrict, right, eat all the shit on the weekend and then eat super clean and just end up at square one, or you could dribble it out through your week and, like, number one, it's going to be way more satisfying for you because you get to enjoy something, like, literally every single day. Number two, it makes it so much easier to stick to a calorie deficit when you're eating chocolate, when you're eating Oreos, when you're eating whatever the fuck you want during the day. Of course, hit your protein intake. Of course, hit your fiber intake. We're like, I'm not here for eating chocolate every meal. That's not the vibe. The vibe is like nourishing our bodies correctly as well as enjoying a little bit of those tasteful, satisfying foods that allows us to reach our goal. The next one is number nine. We're going through these fast, loving it. Is you're under eating carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are like fuel to a car, right? Imagine if you were driving a diesel car and you're constantly putting normal petrol in it. How do well do you think the car is going to run? It's the same thing with carbohydrates. If you're not giving your body enough carbohydrates, aka the fuel to the car, how do you think the car is going to run? It's going to run like a diesel when it doesn't have diesel in it. It's going to run like shit, right? And that's a lot why lots of people have low energy. It's a lots of reasons why people get really bad sugar cravings. And it's a, often a reason why people are binge eating the foods. The other thing is that because carbohydrates is the body's favorite source of energy in terms of it is the macronutrient that is broken down the fastest and the easiest and the most efficient into glucose, which is then used for energy. It's that your energy levels drop dramatically when you're not eating enough of them. And then what happens that plays out into so many areas of your life, right? Like that plays out into your training performance. How are you going to train and like, you know, hip thrust and squat and deadlift if you don't have enough energy, if you're not doing that, then you're not going to achieve a body goal. You're not going to grow your glutes, right? So it's going to play into that. It's also going to play into how you're showing up at work. You know, are you going to be like the one in the afternoon that has heaps of energy and just like a vibe? Or are you going to be the one at your desk being like, shit, should we get chocolate? Should we like, oh, my sugar cravings are so bad? Or should we get a pack of Tim Tams and just share? You know, right? So it's like, this is, I honestly believe, like, I know all of this stuff comes, it comes back to fear, and I, I'm super compassionate towards that, right? Like, it's the reason why we don't eat carbs is because we're afraid of gaining weight, when in reality it's actually moving us further away from the goal. So that's why I always talk about it, and it's really important for you guys to understand, is that, like, you need these carbs to function, okay? Eating enough carbs is what you need to do in order to lose fat and gain lean muscle. It's like we put protein on a pedestal. It's like, yeah, it's got to hit my protein intake. And it's like, well, yes, protein is important, but so is carbohydrates. So are fats. They're all important because they all play a different role in the body. And if we're constantly just eating one and low calories, it's just like, how do you think the body is going to respond to that? Not very well. And then the last reason why, number 10, is you've got too many food rules. And let me break this one down for you a little bit more. So what the hell is a food rule? It is we're telling ourselves we can't have something because of something else. I can't have this brownie because it has too many calories. I can't have this brownie because it's too high in carbohydrates. I can't eat after 6 p.m. because it's going to make me gain weight. I can't have carbs at my lunch today because I already had two pieces of toast at breakfast. Okay, this is what I'm referring to as food rules. And literally the last episode I released was all about this topic. So if you're there, if you're struggling with these things, I want you guys to know that this is such a big reason why so many people are not reaching their fat loss goals It's because of these rules are dictating what we can and can't do, therefore leads to under fueling. And when we undereat, we know what happens. We have shit energy. We can't train properly, risk it, imbalancing our hormones, all the things that I've already talked about, okay? So that's why it's really important to build a healthy relationship with food. If you want to be successful with your fat loss, you need to have a healthy relationship with food. Otherwise, you're not going to be successful, okay? So, I hope this was helpful for you guys to give you a little bit of insight into maybe some of the things that you might be making that little mistake that you could tweak and fix so that you can finally reach your body composition goal as well. Thank you for being here. I love you always. I have so many good episodes coming up, so I will see you then. Bye. number one challenge that all my clients face before we start working together is a lack of clarity on how much and what to eat to lose weight. Often they are making two huge mistakes, constantly trying to skip meals or eat under 1600 calories. Secondly, only allowing themselves bad foods like chocolate on the weekend, but end up binging all to tell themselves they're going to start again on Monday. If you feel like you have tried every diet under the sun and still can't figure out what to eat to achieve your weight loss goals take my free two-minute quiz you can find the link in the show notes down below and it will help you figure out exactly what you're doing wrong with your nutrition and exercise and exactly what to do to fix it so that you can finally be confident in your body and achieve your weight loss goals